Thank you for listening to the Scout My Game Around the World podcast. On this episode, we have Huntington women's soccer head coach Dave Lewis interviewed by Ben DeCresto. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Scout My Game. Enjoy. Welcome into In the Zone with Ben DeCrasto, presented by Scout My Game. We're joined today by head coach, head women's soccer coach at Huntington University, Coach David Lewis. Coach Lewis, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Coach, you're 10 games into a season that is kind of unlike any other. Um, really been able to fight through a lot of adversity to put this season on. Can you tell me a little bit about how that's gone and what it's been like? Well, it, it's definitely been different. Uh, there are COVID protocols that we have to follow. Every day the players come into the athletic facility, they're screened by asking a number of questions, and then their temperature is taken. And then before we leave for every game, uh, the same protocol takes place. We have to have them seated in certain seats on the bus, and we have to have all the uh, seats designated in terms of who's sitting where. So it's, it's definitely a different season. Uh, we're not allowed to huddle up. Uh, and so there's, there's things that we're trying to adjust to. Uh, during practice, for instance, they wear their masks until we actually get going. So while they're warming up, stretching, they have their masks on. And then when we're done and we get together and I need to talk to them as a group, uh, they all have to wear their masks. So it's, it's definitely different, but the players have responded well. And uh, we haven't had any incidences of, of COVID on our team. Uh, and so, you know, we really feel blessed that we've been able to make it this far. Absolutely. How, how abnormal does this season feel when you're actually on the pitch? Or does it feel um, fairly normal once you're playing these games? It feels fairly normal once the game starts. Uh, the exception would be the majority of our fans are not in the stands. Uh, they're in our, our situation. There's a fenced area and they're not allowed to come into the stadium, but they can sit on the outside of the stadium. Um, and so the majority of our fans are, are there. Uh, they're actually closer to our bench because our bench faces the stands, which are predominantly empty. Uh, but our fans are right there behind us uh, in a fenced area. And so that's a little different. But uh, other than that, once the game starts, you know, it's, it's soccer. Gotcha. Coach, you had a big recruiting class come in this year at Huntington. I believe 13 new players, um, 12 of which were freshmen. What are the challenges that come with a young soccer team and a lot of new players coming into uh, your team like that? Yeah, we, we purposely brought in an, a large group this year. Uh, we're trying to build this program. And one of the ways you need to do, do that is to bring in players that are going to help you uh, long term. Uh, granted, uh, new players need to learn the system and style of play that we're developing. But since I'm new as well, they're, they're coming in on the front end of things. So uh, it's actually been a good learning curve. We've, we've unfortunately had a number of injuries this year that have kind of decimated our roster uh, in key positions. Uh, one of our key incoming freshmen really hasn't even played because she has a medical issue. So that hit us right away. And now we've lost a couple others uh, who would normally be filling you know, important roles for us. But I see a positive in that because we started five freshmen the other day and we've been playing five freshmen and the sixth player in has been, uh, or the first player off the bench has been a freshman. So they're getting good uh, game experience and exposure. 
So I think in the long term, that's going to actually benefit us. It, it may, uh, we may not have the right record this year, but I think in the long term, it's going to actually be a help. Absolutely. And you talk about the long term, um, especially at a college uh, where you got to develop these players, bringing in freshmen and watching them grow into senior athletes. Uh, talking about your time at Houghton College, we see a very similar thing. Um, you inherited a 214 and one team back in 1990 um, and improved their record each of your first five seasons. Uh, in 1995, you had an 18 and one record after five seasons uh, and proceeding to 14, two and one, 18 and two, 18 and three, 18, three and one, and so on uh, in the next five or six years. What do you remember most from these years and what was it like to pick up a program that was struggling and uh, really drive it to a great place uh, back in the NAIA at Houghton College? Yeah, it's, I see similarities between the two schools uh, with the exception that this particular conference that we're in is a very strong NAIA conference. Uh, we had six teams qualify this past fall for the NAIA national tournament one of them made it to the championship. So it's every match that we play is, is, a, is a tough match. Uh, so that, I would say that would be a, a bit of an exception. But overall, I see a lot of similarities in the sense of, you know, uh, I think the, the thing I learned at Houghton that I'm applying here is you have to be patient. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, certainly, you want it to happen as soon as you can. But uh, I want to make sure they're playing good quality soccer. Uh, so as long as we're improving, and I definitely see improvement in the level of our play and the, and the consistency of our play, uh, as long as we don't try to, to jump too many steps too quickly and we take each step one at a time, I think we'll be good. Uh, I really like the character of our team here. I like the uh, work ethic. Uh, they want to improve and they want to uh, achieve some things that they've never achieved before. For instance, we want to win the conference title. They've never been in the conference championship. Uh, they've never gone to a national tournament. So these are some of the objectives that we have, uh, but all keeping it within the framework of our overall mission as a team and, and campus. How competitive is recruiting in the Crossroads Conference um, with a lot of these powerhouses around? Do you find yourself bumping into other coaches when you're trying to find these high school talents? All the time. <laughs> because their schools are so similar in, in approach, uh, and because we have the same field. So I have to really look to see if I can explore areas that are untapped. And something that I've found to be successful at Houghton, I don't always go for the very top player. I go for players that I think I can work with to bring them along to make them better players. And so that's a part of the process as well, is identifying those uh, diamonds in the rough that you can work with. Absolutely, and we've seen that in the past. Um, with your teams as they've developed over the years. Uh, Coach, looking back to 2015, the NCCAA championship game, one of the most incredible endings to a soccer game or really a sport at that matter, a game at all. Um, can you walk me through the final couple minutes down 1-0 to Mississippi College? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I thought the team had played really well and I already had in my mind, hey, uh, you know, we played a hard team. We, we played really a good, solid, aggressive game against them, but it just didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. But I, I really commend you. You know, I'm, I'm already thinking through my post-game talk with the players. 
because, you know, they, they have a corner kick with 30 seconds left. All they have to do is keep the ball in the corner. And for some reason they didn't, they, they crossed it over and it went out of play and we get a goal kick. And, and even still with 20 some seconds left, how are we going to get the ball all the way up the field? Uh, but as, as it turns out, we, we got it down to the other end of the field. We were fouled with 1.7 seconds left. We're probably 20, 22 yards outside on the outside of the box. We threw everybody into the box. And I'd say probably 99 times out of 100, we're not going to score. But that day we did. And we tie it up. We go into overtime. It's still tied. We go to PKs. And uh, we end up winning 4-2 to two to win the title. So, yeah, that's, that was probably one of the most exciting games uh, I've been associated with. And uh, it was a real blessing. It was one of those things that uh, you have to say, you know, God blessed us in a way that we didn't anticipate on that day because that was, that was just an amazing finish. Absolutely. I mean, incredible. One in a hundred, one in a million finish. Um, and that will live on in uh, Houghton forever. Absolutely. <laughs> um, talking about your NAI wins record. I mean, coach, you're one of the most winningest coaches uh, in an NAI history, and now you're back at it, adding to your total. What does what that meant to you to rack up, you know, over 300 wins in your career in the NAIA? Well, I have really enjoyed getting back to the NAI. I, I like the association because of the, uh, the level of play, but also the camaraderie of the coaches that are involved in the NAIA. So I, I really feel blessed to be back there. But as far as the wins and everything, you know, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for those things. But uh, the bottom line for me is uh, what's happening to the people that I'm able to interact with. The players, you know, are they becoming stronger people? Are they graduating and moving on into life with some, some wisdom and some instruction that they received from the field that they can uh, then transfer into their life uh, in some positive way? And, and as I look at some players and what they're doing now, outside of soccer, uh, I am more than blessed. I mean, it's, it's, it's really neat to see moms and doctors and teachers and people that I have had the privilege of, of just sharing some experiences with move on in life. And yeah, there's, there's some neat experiences as far as some of the wins. Uh, those are memorable, but it's the people that really uh, stick out to me. Absolutely. Again, we're talking to Coach David Lewis, head women's soccer coach at Huntington University. Coach, you're also an ordained minister and have officiated many former players' weddings. Um, what has that been like, and what is the crossover like between ministry and head coaching a women's soccer team? Well, you know, it's, it's really been an enjoyable experience to be able to share something as meaningful as a wedding with somebody. Uh, and to do that on multiple occasions with players, uh, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity I've had to be able to share in those experiences together. I've always felt that uh, my call in life uh, was to serve the Lord in whatever capacity that he brought me into. And I see coaching as ministry. I don't see them separated. I see them fully integrated because who I am in my relationship with Christ is going to speak into my life wherever I am, whether I'm in the classroom or, or a neighbor uh, or coaching, it's, it's a part of who I am. And so I don't really see a distinction there. I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus who wants to serve in whatever capacity I can. 
And if, if the Lord leads me into the coaching area, that's where I want to serve. And, I, and uh, I've been blessed to, uh, to see how the, the two combine so, so intricately together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talking about the game of soccer and how, how it's developed, I know you were an extremely successful player back in your day. How have you seen the game change, if at all, over the past 20, 25 years? Um, as these new players are coming up and maybe play slightly differently? Yeah, I would say the skill set is definitely improving. Um, I would say when I played years ago, you had to have a skill set, but it was more athleticism, more speed, more endurance, uh, as opposed to uh, the ability just to control the ball, to play the ball, uh, to maneuver the ball. And so I I would say the skill set has definitely improved, particularly from – uh, looking at it from the American player point of view. And the women's game is definitely progressing in that area as well. They, they've always had a sense of a skill set, but the speed of play is picking up. And I think that's an area that uh, I, I've noticed a, a marked improvement. I would say if there's one thing that I notice with uh, young players today, if they could improve upon, that would be a ball that's in the air. Uh, they're pretty good with the ball at, on the ground and playing it on, on their feet. But uh, not that you're going to play the ball in the air a lot, but when you stop and think about it, there are, are a lot of balls that come out of the air. For instance, a goal kick oftentimes is in the air. A throw-in is in the air. And we need to be able to possess the ball uh, really well when the ball is, is in the air so that we're not uh, compromising those opportunities. So, but overall, I, I see the skills, overall skill set improving. Absolutely. Funny you mentioned uh, the ball in the air, almost a lost art, the header goal. Um, I was talking to Lance, Coach Lance Westberg at Houghton College uh, last week on the podcast, and you, we were talking a little bit about how the big men have developed into three-point shooters in the past 15, 20 years. Um, hard to make a distinction between a guard and a, and a big man at this point, those lost arts. Um, That's but, true. Do you have any thoughts on VAR, the recent development, especially, I mean, not in the college game, but at the professional level, the video assistant referee really changing the game in the Premier League um, and across the globe, really? It's, it's a plus and a minus. I, I mean, it, it kind of takes away from the flow of the game at times, but you also want to make sure that you get it right. And certainly the opportunity to look to see if a goal has actually been scored, I think that's really helpful. But if you're looking at, is it a penalty kick or not? Sometimes I'd sooner let them try to make the decision right then and there and not go to, uh, to VAR. But, but, you know, we're going to use it. I mean, it's, it's probably going to come into the college game as well because technology is so sophisticated that uh, uh, it's, it's going to be there. We actually had a situation in a game a week ago where there was a, a question, did the ball actually go over the line? And, uh, one of the coaches on the other team said, well, why don't we look at the video? Well, we don't have that <laughs> as an option right now, but we certainly could have because they had it there. Uh, but it, it's going to come whether I like it or not. Uh, so yeah, as long as it maintains the truth of what we're trying to, to do, uh, as long as it doesn't distract from that. Absolutely. We've seen some handball incidents here and there that have been extremely questionable. Not sure you know, how, how one differentiates from the other, which I think is a big difficulty um, when you're not necessarily comparing the identical plays, but 
they're kind of similar, makes a lot of difficult, but we'll, we'll probably see it develop into the division one game, I would think, and then maybe trickle down to division two, three NAIA um, over the course of the next 15, 20 years, for sure. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Coach, final question. Uh, I know that you're big into fitness. Um, you enjoy uh, lifting and going for runs. Were you able to uh, get a nice setup in your garage or anything over quarantine? <laughs> I actually have my weights in my garage. I have dip bars, a uh, lap pull-down machine. So, yeah, I'm all set. And that's where I've had to work out uh, before I was using the facilities, which are quite nice over at the university. Uh, but when quarantine came, um, I had to utilize what I have here, which I had already had set up. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been able to maintain. So that's I'm in a good place. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear about that. I, I figured you would have some setup going. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, best of luck with the rest of your season, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Ben. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All the best to you as well. Thank you. This Around the World Scout My Game podcast starred Dave Lewis, interviewed by Ben DeCrasto, produced and edited by Tyler Fisher for Scout My Game. Again, follow us on all social media platforms at Scout My Game.